Hello, everybody, and welcome to our review of 38 Special's new album, The 38 Strategies of Raw. My name is HSR. My name is Chris Chrome. And uh, before we jump into it, we're going to do our intro bit. So if you want to skip that shit, you can uh, check in the description to see when we start talking about Mr. 38 Special's new album, The 33 strategies of raw. All right. 38 so, strategies of raw. So fuck. 33 strategies of war is the book. Anyway, no, sorry, I got confused. My name is HSR. My name is Chris Chrome. That was a little delay. That was weird. Well, uh, we did it again. My bad. Did we do it twice? Did we just I did forgot. It. Oh, shit. Guys, um, it's listen, it's Saturday. It's been a long week. We're, we've just been kind of really busy trying to make other things happen. I don't happen know why Chris is making excuses. I just fucking forgot. All right, let's keep going. Um, so we're going to go through this album track by track. We're going to talk about it. We're going to give our thoughts, our experiences, just kind of share what we thought. And that's kind of what we do over here. We are definitely not experts on the hip-hop world, but we are guys who are trying to learn hella lots as we go through this journey of checking out the new albums. Then we go through other albums, and the goal is to just look at this this piece of art produced by a person and see what they have to say and see what, what's actually there. And I don't know. Basically, on a side quest, that's more of my personal one, is to prove that real hip-hop still exists because motherfuckers keep talking a bunch of shit about how, like, nobody's dropping good rap anymore well today's gonna be another one of those days where we talk about how full of shit everybody is spoiler alert and all anyway we care a lot about your comments so chances are you know hell a lot more about 38 special than we do so feel free to like correct us or offer additional commentary or other stuff because i know you you're all checking the comments so if we fuck something up and you correct us in the comments everybody wins and misinformation is not spread and all that good shit plus i fucking love the comments i'll answer everybody even if you call me a fucking idiot who doesn't like eminem so much i will totally like i do like eminem but i get called that in the comments anytime i have an opinion um but i like the comments they help us grow they keep us grounded and we always like to respond so Last week, um, we spoke about Boogie's new album. Which one was it? What was the Boogie album called? Fuck. Everything's for Sale. That's the one, which was a great fucking album. Um, on it, though, I did give... It, it was almost like 15 minutes. We cut and made it a whole snippet of video. A little speech about Eminem. And uh, my the quick version of the speech is not... Is Eminem did a really good verse that belonged on another album. That was That's a short version. It killed the vibe of the album. So if you're listening to the album... And Eminem's verse comes on. It's not the same experience as like checking out the single on YouTube. So for the people who heard the whole album, might agree with me. For the people who just checked the single, whatever. I mean, you didn't hear the whole album, so you won't get my point. That's just what it is. But we got this great fucking comment um, from the Killing Egg. Yeah, during my first listen through M verse, killed the mood of the album for me as well. Thank you. I didn't just pick it because it was like that. It was a little bit because of that, but. In general, it was a good comment. Um, it has to be a force feature to get more attention to Boogie. He had talked about how critical he is of his music, and I can see him, be, and I can't see him being okay with that track. That's why it's a great comment because he had heard Boogie speak on certain things that allowed him to make this opinion that's bigger than just oh M's on your fucking song, so it has to be a hot feature. Come on, people, grow up, man. Um, and uh, the album was great, though. Unfortunately, I don't see it getting much traction other than that one dreaded song. And that's why it's not a good move for Boogie Long Run. It's just a good move for Boogie on that one single. Now a bunch of people are going to know his name and just remember the M-verse. And that was my point. It's not a good look for a label owner like Shady. 
trying to say it as a rapper emma's genius and because i got criticized sorry emma's a genius rapper in the contender of goat position because his technical prowess is absolutely brilliant no lie no bullshit all sincerity shady records is not necessarily the best record label go on chris my only question is what if he did a different type of verse like what if he didn't explode or show off the way he you know, it wasn't that it was the content it was boogie's tone on this album and then rich guy shows up complaining about his legacy it just felt so disingenuous to me that's not going to change i care about certain things that are different now more than just is the verse dope which is part of why i'm so down for this 38 special situation before we jump into the album though special thanks to the patrons they fucking are amazing they helped us get a new camera they really give us like the motivation to do this because sometimes it's not always simple to wake up and review albums but uh special thanks to Wendell williams ismail gadamsey chris prado and super old school 1994 we appreciate y'all you're fucking amazing talk a bit about that at the end chris why don't you reintroduce the keyword i mean the album so that we can plug it one <laughs> more time right here right now well for episode 112 of the headspace podcast reviews we went with 38 special 38 strategies of raw all right so this is the part of the show where we like to contextualize how much we know about this artist not much i don't know it was last week when you told me that's oftentimes that's the story because these are new rappers and we're, we're looking we're looking away from the more pop side in particular a, because there's a higher likelihood that 38 Special will watch this review than, say, fucking Migos would ever watch our review or whatever. I'm not really sure that we're going to do Culture 3. Um, but more to the point, um, I saw that album cover personally. and I don't know. I kind of got distracted. I looked at the album cover again. And as you may tell, I'm a pretty big fan of Robert Green, who wrote the uh, 48 Laws of Power. That's the or orange one over there. Uh, 50th Law, that's the one that he wrote with 50 Cent. Now, 50 Cent doesn't do the writing. Robert Greene does the writing, and 50 Cent tells him what to change, and then until they both agree. Uh, the Laws of Human Nature dropped October uh, fucking 2018. It's a brilliant read. So 38 Special Squad, if you're really down for that, cop that book. It's totally worth it, in my opinion. Uh, well, the Wu-Tang Manual was just one of the books I read this year. So I read those three last year, and that's why they're making a guest appearance this year, because look at the fucking album cover it's the 38 33 laws of war i mean we're talking about the album cover because it's so fucking relevant to why we're doing this album right and then i had such a fucking delight when i realized there's the 38 laws of powder and it's what i'm saying is 38 special is the first rapper the first artist to ever really get me with covers like that it's never happened i've never been this excited about a fucking album cover before but just looking at that with the dollar bills in the background and just thinking about how I still have to cop that book and read it. And it just, what it tells me is that 38 Spesh read these books, hopefully, or at least knows what they're about. And so his knowledge and wisdom is coming from a place that's literally the same place I'm getting knowledge and wisdom from, the same fucking books. So how fucking cool is that that we're, in our various entrepreneurial efforts, albeit not quite the same, but literally I have written on the board slang content like dope because i'm very inspired by the dope game in terms of how to run content distribution so i don't know i just feel like if me and mr 38 special had a conversation it would be a fucking great one and that's all because of his dope ass album covers here um i saw i didn't even look at the feature list or anything i just assumed this was going to be a little bit about uh distribution guys spitting wisdom that's what i'm that's what i pictured because there 
Robert Greene has noted that 48 Laws of Power and its other books are have a high um, proportion of rappers who rap about the crime life who happen to love these books. So like there's a high percentage of criminals and I'm not trying to be like derogatory. This is just from a metric way of putting it who are into this shit, people on that side of the life. And it makes total sense having read the books because, yeah, it's great knowledge. I recommend everybody reads this shit. It's fucking useful. It's like reading Machiavelli's The Prince, but for like the modern fucking day and with more extra sources filled in. It's so cool. All right, I'm I'm done. I'm done nerding out on the books. But every time I look at the cover, it just gets me excited again. Anyway, I can have I have it right there. What do you guys expect? Spotify is open. That's how we do up in here. Um, one day when I'm rich and y'all have funded me to a point of success, I will buy every fucking album we've ever reviewed. Um, anyway. Chris, how do you, I don't actually know anything about 38 Special outside of that, actually. Um, do you know anything about him? I just kind of went at this for a while. and I like the, I like the album cover. <laughs> it gives me this uh, feeling of, well, when I saw Raw, I kind of I read War backwards, so I felt we are going to get some, like, some, like uh, heavy adrenaline-type, energetic-type of uh, lyrics. Um, I didn't really know what type of sound I was expecting, but... Uh, he is, and I'm not mistaken, Cool G Rap. Yeah, he's from New York. So, like, they did an album together, and we did review Cool G Rap. So, I, I kind of felt like maybe it's gonna be slightly like that type of, uh, type of rapping, that type of uh, knowledge, wisdom, you want to call it that. So, I, 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 I don't really know much about it. Uh, but I did, I did scroll through Spotify and look at some of the other albums, and one of them is the, uh. 48, 30, 38 Laws of Powder. Right. And I do remember seeing the book covers, so that also kind of triggered me to be like, okay, so this guy does know stuff. Like, he's not just rapping about whatever he sees. He he is... I, I, can't, I can't wait to really deep... I want to talk about that a little bit later on because mm-hmm. right, it's, it's just relevant. Um, but... Yeah, I got distracted there. He's from yeah, he's from New York, and when I hear raw though, I picture drugs like yep. raw, like coke, yep. and you know you see the money, and then war is you know just raw backwards, but because it's a play on the book title, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we're just I'm being boring, and I cut you off. No, it's totally fine. Uh, either way, I, I don't really know much about the artist himself. This is the first time I'm going to be introduced to him. Uh, I am heavily, I am heavy excited for it, and we can start. Yo, left. before we do start. Do you think we should get like a soundboard like Joe Budden so I could push a button and it'd be like, oh, Chris, Chris, Chris Chrome every single time? Just like yes. the Rory, the Rory, Rory, hi, Rory, yeah. Mount. Anyway, <laughs> New Rory. It's a, it. it's a piece of my life. I can do it. I had an epiphany. Oh, God. Before we talk about the songs. And maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, whatever. I'll learn. You'll tell me in the comments. Dun, dun, dun. Um, but I realized that maybe not a lot of people in certain demographics read as much as say i do um this might be a product of a million justifiable reasons in fact the more i read the more i kind of learn how reading is not as common as it should be in life so say you have a rapper like 38 spesh it's been around for a while done some things in life but has read a lot of wisdom what if he were to like take his knowledge and wisdom and take like shit like these books and just kind of spit through his experiences that wisdom using his life as an example and create a fucking album, right? And I genuinely believe that's what this shit is, right? Because, I mean, if we really go through this song, 
I mean, we'll we'll get to Chris in a second here, but every line has this perspective of like he's older now, he he has wisdom, he and he's describing a life, but it's all like good advice. Like everything he says could be construed as good fucking advice, but reflecting I, proper wisdom and strategy. But can't that be? Can't that be under? Because when I hear that, I kind of put that under the umbrella of like a journalistic perspective. Like even, for example, and I'm not putting these two up against each other, but like a Nas, right? When we did Illmatic, it felt like it was journalistic. It felt like when you listen to NWA, it was journalistic. So there was like so this pe- sense of, you know, you're talking about your area, your hood, so, what you're so, doing. But I think the main difference is, is I don't really think Nas was moving packs of coke. So it's journalistic. Right. He's a third person watching, documenting the environment but that's I'm saying, around him. I'm saying the way he presented it. Like this, a- this to me feels more like a guy who's lived a life. Mm-hmm. And apparently after a statute of limitations, you are allowed to talk about shit you've done. I'm not, I might be wrong. I've just been learning a lot lately. Um, and I look at this, it's like hand on, uh, keep it moving, keep from losing, hand on keys and eyes on paper like I'm reading music. Hey, bars. Where was y'all when I needed schooling? Being foolish instead of buying a house, I was seeing Judas, you know? So, like, you have this guy who's thinking back on a day. He knows better now. And he's focused on this money and situation and moving forward. And he's kind of going back, like he remembers being young, maybe being a little reckless, maybe buying some crazy shit, maybe kind of wishing somebody like what he's doing now, passing on his wisdom was there to maybe pass on that wisdom to him. Well, he follows that up. If I'm not mistaken, he goes, uh, we was thirsty and needed fluid. I know how to, I know how to drink, but can't find a river. Somebody lead us to it. The, like streets, made, of- the streets made me verbally abusive. Stay in new relations because my communication need improvement. Right. It feels like he's, he's aware that he didn't have some, like he didn't have some sort of guidance at certain points. It feels like, it, like, like you said, it is coming from a sense of advice and kind of like, because I didn't have the guidance, I'm going to try to show you. Like, I want you to be aware of certain Exactly. Shit. Which, in a sense, is what Robert Greene is doing with these books. He's calculate. I didn't read the 50 to 1,000 books Robert Greene read. I read Robert Greene's book. Mm-hmm. So, in a sense, you can almost come to this verse and this song or any of these songs, really, and just listen to him kind of spit that wisdom shit. So when you're thinking about your life and your decisions, and, and this is kind of corny, you can literally go, yo, what would 38 Spech do? He, you know, like think about the different mm-hmm. scenarios he's rapped about. And, has, and especially if, if you are in the streets or something, like I'm obviously not in the streets. I'm a fucking middle class, lower middle class, basically poor, but not poor on paper, uh, white dude from Montreal. So like, fuck my life is pretty dorky and nerdy by comparison but still i feel there's a lot of wisdom here that when i navigate the nefarious office politics of middle class america or try to consider how to go the legal routes of making money and shit i don't know i feel like i'm just the more i listen to guys like him like benny the butcher the just the even had the prince just these guys who clearly have taken a situation and done something with it using I guess good decision making skills and then they choose to share this with other people I find it just very admirable and really well, fucking good, cool good decision making skills based on what they're given I would say so, like, so good decision making skills that is the definition of good like based on what you're given would be implied to like yeah. every version of that word. sentence no I'm not trying to I'm just 
I'm no, just. It's, it's, it, okay, look. It's only, I only said that just because it's like, again, like I'm, I'm like you. I'm from Canada. I'm not like from that area. So for us, like good dis- for me at least, good decision making is like. You know, I'm not really out here selling bricks of coke. I ain't really out here moving weight or whatnot. But given but the you circuit- do, But you do know what it's like to go through bad experiences that might have you become almost verbally abusive so that when you're in new right. relationships, so you realize that certain your ability that to communicate saying. needs improvement. Right. So certain things that he's saying I can I, I can relate to. I'm, I'm talking like, again, that's why I'm just like, I'm just like wanting to clarify my point because I don't want to make it sound like you know, I disagree with a lot of shit he does. No, I understand, like, the the way that he presented the song and the way that he showed the, the maturity and, like, I used to be doing this, but now things are different. I used to be that. You know, like, you could see uh, that... He, he doesn't really talk a lot about what he's doing now here. We just know he's doing music. No, but I feel like the song itself is, like, it's more like... It's, it's a kind of like a reflection. Like, he's not really... He's not really, like, giving us his whole past, but he's like, these are little pieces that kind of make yeah. me who I am. Which is amazing. And so, like, anyway, I think that from a rapping perspective, he's very, very strong. Yes. Um, his wordplay is very on point. Everything's really flowing. He, he basically is one of those guys that every single sentence sounds like a profound prophetic statement worthy of listening to in terms of delivery. I like his slow flow. I like his, like... Because he says shit, you yeah. know? Like, if you want to talk about dope content, I can say that 38 Special read some fucking books and is able to drop wisdom. That's dope content to me. And I'm hearing that in his puns. And then, like, just to go from that communication point, he flows into another level of communication that's existing in his life. The Fed's trying to track my recent movements. Antibug system inside my crib hooked up to three computers. And then follows it in just to another area of his life. Next time you want me, send some decent shooters. So it could be the feds. It could be the crime side. It's just the fact. And apparently all these uh, bullshit attempts on my life only increase the rumors. So if you do go at him and he doesn't die, you're basically, you know, I don't know if he's making more paper off of that. It helps his rep well, No, out. but like, I mean, or in, in a very corny kind of fed. way, like... Oh yeah, you know, 38 special is so special he can't die. It's like, well, if you ain't if your shooters suck and they can't kill me, you're just adding to my you know, my legend status. You're just adding to my my uh, what he says, the rumors. Yeah, anyway. I left the song at a 4. I thought it was cool. I thought it was nice. Um, but I didn't really I didn't have much more to say other than that. I really like the beat. I think it comes in and it's got that like old school driven like beat where you know you're meant to just hear a dude drop some rhymes over it but it flows nice it's one of those beats where if you play that song back and just put it on a loop because uh 38 special is dropping interesting shit to think about so you can ponder on his lyrics with a melody that like grooves behind them where you can kind of just it doesn't get boring it doesn't get annoying you really get a chance to just like play the song over and over again and just think about it and i think that's a really cool effect that he's got going on so i get it's a 4.5 on 5 i really like it this is the kind of shit i want to be bumping as far as like being in my 30s and wanting to hear about success and how to get there and you know a lot of people might think ty lopez is an idiot but if you go watch his like h3h3 podcast interview like shit like that is really interesting to me and i feel like i would love to have a chit chat with 38 special is all i'm trying to say anyway everywhere i go is the next song i will go to montreal because that's where i'm at and i'm not that rich to go anywhere else right now and if there's one on your team broke 
then that's not a circle. Hey, that bars. That's like the kind of shit I'm talking about. Bars. So you it take a circle, loyalty. but it's got it's a, it's a great double entendre. So on the one hand, if you're rich, but your squad ain't rich with you, what's the fucking point? That means you're not really part of the team. Your team's not intact. Your circle's broken because everybody's eating or nobody's eating. That kind of mentality, which is fucking right. dope. Right. On the other hand, if they're broke away or they're not really trustworthy or shit, and your circle's not complete because it's broken, it's not a circle. I love it. I just, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. Cause I read, look, like I read these books. So, like, a lot of these lines he's dropping almost just trigger shit I've read. You know, not just these ones, but in general, strategy stuff. Like, it just makes sense to me. And I really just, I get off a lot on this fucking guy. Um, but, Chris, how do you feel about this song? I really enjoy it. Um, I like the chorus first off. I like Class Murda. I like how he he just kind of bops with the beat. I, I that was like the one thing that really stuck with me. Um, so that that's I want to start with that first. Um, he I find Class Murda's got like a pretty soft beat that comes with it. I find that um, Thirty Eight Special and Class Murda together on the beat itself, uh, they they don't their voices are uh, different. Uh, Thirty Eight Special has kind of like a deeper, raspier, rougher voice, and Class Murda, at least on this in the chorus, kind of like more singy a little bit. Has more it's a good a, hook. It has like a softer type of feel to it. So it was really good having both of them on the on the uh, on the track. It felt nice. It was smooth. It was cool. Um, now, 38 special uh, kind of for me was giving us more of like kind of what he does. I, I he's mentioning things about like moving drugs, being in the streets, kind of having to do what you have to do to to survive and and try to make it out and succeed. Um, one of the lines in verse one that kind of uh, really stuck with me was remember we had to section eight it you and me uh, now we don't join a community unless it's gated make sure my family's separated and if you if a hater get behind these gates this weapon gonna protect us ain't it now the fact like the fact that they want to kind of se- uh, section themselves off and and kind of like protect themselves and and just be alone it was pretty cool like they're really focused on themselves and really that like that family aspect it wasn't like him himself it was him and his like partner friend or whoever so that was really cool to also want to have like and, and just the thought of having the family separated like not having everybody in the same area so that like not everyone's always affected you know you can't really go on go after one or the other more like for like security purposes so that was also something cool um you get the sense that you know they're not ready to shoot if they have to protect anybody have to protect themselves so they're kind of like on site um i like how in verse two um 38 kind of starts off like hey god it all started with a with a pound of purple young told my son i've been on the grind since your mama birthed you my cousin got a time reversal he was supposed to do life he did 10 and now he got a curfew and that kind of also stuck with me because it's like they were put in a situation that for them caused them to do certain certain moves make certain decisions and have to do certain things and then his cousin is now kind of being treated like a kid like yeah you got in punishment for 10 years let's say right but now it's like you can't even live a proper life now because you're out you have a curfew you like you got house arrest parole or whatever it is so it it it's kind of shocking to see that there's no real way out in terms of the system for them the way that the way that they're they're kind of living it's really like kind of hard to to really understand a little bit for me uh but it's it's not fun to hear like it's not it's not fun the way the way that he's presenting it it doesn't feel like it's an okay thing 
um other than that that was really the things that kind of stuck out to me uh i liked i liked the beat i liked the track itself i liked the, the hypeness in it um but it's it's more uh, it's very consistent with uh, his like slow rapping kind of like more making the point and i guess i'm just more of like an energy up high energy type of uh, music listener just for myself uh but i did leave it at a 4.1 that's fair um i definitely think that this song kind of has a degree of realness to it and we're gonna get that the whole album because that's what his life's probably based on you know just but there's some shit that i just thought was super interesting because as much as that section eight part's fine because it really shows like you know we're gonna set protect our families we're gonna keep this separate that's what success is it's escaping the environment and then if you think you can penetrate it then and the law won't protect us we got ourselves still you know kind of thing and then i really appreciate just the following part where he goes i know i'm wanted by them special agents went through i went and bought a bunch of whips from front and bricks and collecting payments they don't know what they just speculated i got a team full of bosses hard to figure who regulated we had shoe boxes in several places now like i've read a couple of interesting books where i swear it's like Hearing lines like that is literally like the documented stories of people who have, in fact, like purchased these cars. And, you know, the feds know, but they can't prove shit. And it's like you start looking and like and then they want to get you. But because of how tactful the situation is, because of how they are able to be tacticians with their behaviors, they're able to kind of escape it and just kind of leave it at a point where he's able to say shit. They don't know what they just speculated, what they're watching. They're they're following they're paying attention but they i mean they know but they can't prove it you know they don't know it they don't actually know the extent of what's going on due to their brilliance and how they're playing the game and i think that's what that's what's crazy like it just i find it very believable at least in the sense of being practically good advice plus it's just dope rhyming the chorus bounces off nice um i definitely am far more interested in 38 special on this track um I really also like like right after the uh, time reversal, which is just kind of interesting, right? Because if you get life and then that gets reversed down to 10 years, it, it seems like such a positive only in that, like you said, you're just locked down. But then he goes, I don't put the work inside her girdle. I put it inside her luggage. Then I make her fly that girl commercial. I thought that was a fucking brilliant line where it's like, you know, you know, moving drugs through the girl, put whatever, moving the wrist to someone else, I suppose. I mean, I get the point of what's going on there. I just like the way it sounds a lot um and when you fly haters try to hurt you which is a great line because he's talking about flying shit over which allows you to become fly and when you are fly as in well dressed pop in all that other bullshit people gonna hate and it's just that level of like literary lyricism really appeals to me um the song it's it's another 4.5 i really liked it i really i'm gonna probably listen to this guy more and i want to go back and hear his old music already it was where i was at two songs in um next up is empty plates i figured it out it's basically like every song it's like 38 specials like saying come on over i got a story to tell and he just starts talking and it just sounds fucking fly every time that's how i feel about 38 special i just want to listen to him tell me stories and shit and i can't say that thematically we're getting a whole bunch of new shit on this track per se i mean the 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 specifics are different but all the things i liked about it are going to be basically the same his great rhyming ability reporting from the corner crevices work uh, where work for the coroner's effortless 
Like, let's just talk about how well rhymed that is. Reporting, where work for. It's not like flawlessly or whatever. He says it like when he says it, it rhymes better. But reporting from or work for the coroner, uh, corner services, coroner's effortless. Like that's fucking great rhyming. All right. Like that's that really well efforted yeah. shit that I don't think a lot of people are going to give this guy credit for. Well, I actually like a lot of like the first half of the first verse because I also like when he goes, he snitched. He's a tattletale. Black ink put his name on his little brother's arm. Every tat a tail like. That is also pretty cool play play on words for me, but I also like how he's giving that imagery of like, like putting stories on your body and and having and then, that like. But then the idea that by doing that you're snitching yourself out. Look, I mean, literally every tat a tail is a bit about being a snitch. Yep. But like, I'm not saying that it's necessarily positive or negative. It's just interesting to think about for me. Um, anyway, I on. just I want to well, because I I like I said I like half of the verse. So I also like when he went. I had a Mac and he had a Gat as well. He was selling crack from the back and I blew his back on the back of his cell circle back to put it back on the shelf. That's uh, that's just fucking. Sick. Bring something bigger back that I that. Bring something bigger back that looked like the back of an elf. That that entire part, that whole start to finish there was like my favorite part in his whole first verse. Everything else was solid. Don't get me wrong. Everything else he said was solid. But the way he put this together, the way that it kind of flowed the the back and the act and attack and like it was it was just it's so not big pun, Chris. Right, that too. But it was just so well done. And I think that it really kind of just embodies what the whole song and what he is about as well i mean it combines i mean i guess he does say mac and a gat in the back anyway but whatever uh it, it really just kind of moves on how good of a writer he is where he can overkill a word like back like that just keep rhyming it but contextually flipping its purpose to not come off corny because it's so easy to make that corny if you just are doing it lazily or whatever so to some ignorant folk that might come off like a bad rhyme but if you really look at the grammar of it it's it's extremely perfectly crafted plus it sounds dope to me and then, you know he was hostile in his feelings gun in his mouth the nas all in his feeling i don't really know what the fuck that line means but i really do like how he keeps it going with that and i don't know i don't know why i just started talking there because i just really liked how that sounded even if i don't know what it meant it's a fucking cool line uh so then we move into verse two where it's fred the godson and right off the bat he matches um 38 just as well just in terms of the flow keeping up with the pace and the tone uh one of the lines that really kind of stuck out to me that was kind of like a punchline was play with me and you'll be buried somewhere un under earth your grave ain't dug yet they're preparing the dirt i just really thought that was yeah. cool like i don't really have anything to say about it it was just cool but but it's great imagery like and it sounds so mafioso boss like like this absolutely. is exactly what's going on like people are like we got people in place ready to make this happen right uh, but then somewhere near the second half of the of uh, Fred, Fred the Godson's verse is what I really like. And this is a, a long one, but you know Erica, but you don't know Erica's worth. She got pulled with the mother load and, and ain't dare let him search. See, you got to be very alert when you're carrying another person's load like a surrogate birth. You can sit down with me preparing the work at the table with two spoons like we're sharing dessert. Trust. Like just the whole... For, okay, so first off, that was a really cool way to explain like when you're dealing with someone else's drugs, you better be on high alert and not fuck around because like this is how we're going to make the money and succeed. But to tie it in with like stepping up as like a family and being like a step parent or whatnot, like that really kind of just hit me and I was just like, yo, like there's a lot of 
reality in these bars there's a lot of wisdom and real life shit that just because like you don't have to be like it's not like you have to be part of selling drugs and be in this type of life to understand what they're saying like they're very clear with the connections they make and that was just that's something that really really hit and stood out to me and then just the way that he he, he used surrogate birth and then kind of playing it on the whole like being at the table and we're eating dessert like a little family but we're in this crime game together like that was just super cool uh i like i like the entire beat i listened to this song on repeat multiple times when i was reviewing it it is really great uh i personally gave it a 4.5 I mean, I like it too. Uh, Freddie the Godson definitely carries on through, keeps up the rhyming. They both rhyme really well. Um, the overall tone of the song, from a rapping perspective, is as good as the other two, but I'm not as into the beat. So I'm giving this one a 4.35. But let me be abundantly clear as far as the rapping and the lyricism and the lyrics go, it's absolutely stellar. This is really just about the beat for me. Um, that's fine. Next one is Soul Pain. This song is a gorgeous song to me. Um, I like the beat. I feel like we're right back into a good beat sound that I'm enjoying. Soulful, but a kind of groove where you can get lost in it and just you get pensive almost. Like it's meant to be like a heart pouring out your heart kind of song. And I mm -hmm. think that's exactly what we're getting here. You right off the jump, ain't showing no love. That shit is sting. I mean, it's true. People on show love, it hurts. But it also feels like a coordinated operation against him, like a sting. It's fucking cool, his, his wordplay. My pain and my pleasure all came from the kitchen sink. Um, well, I mean, everybody knows what that means. It's crack and shit. What do you think? I ain't got enough paper to get you chain. When you blink, send a bitch to come get you her pistol pink. That's cool, because, like... Um, the girl could use sex in that regard as a weapon, but it could also literally be, like, a pink gun, and I know... In the states, you can they do that? People get like pink designer pistols and you shit. Color your guns, yeah. I'm in Canada. Only a gun legally is pointless, and I don't know anyone who really owns a gun these days. I mean, it's possible I do, but there's not that much gun violence that gets reported, at least in Montreal. So I'm imagining there's not. I don't want to say I know anything here. I'm just saying I imagine that our gun reality is nothing like what's going on in New York. Um, it was around autumn time. I was in a mink having business meetings with people, official links, million dollar conversations while we get in drinks, take my kids to Egypt, see the pyramid and the Sphinx, think streets cold, but I couldn't leave. Like, it's so interesting to see that he's in like this position with all this wealth and shit. But at the end of the day, even if it's dark, you almost get kind of trapped to it, you know, ended up with a list of enemies and a book of thieves. That's one of my favorite lines where like as life goes on, you realize the people in your circle aren't necessarily the right ones there. Or if you keep track of them all, you, you, you remember who all the bad ones are and you end up with a really long list of people who've crossed you in life, I guess, depending on where you're at. But there's some shit in this song that I thought was really cool. Like, a true hustler, when you look at me, if you knew the amount of pain that I suffered and you would agree, well, sorry, that's not the right one I wanted to go with. Our educators was pushing keys. Gotta watch for these haters, bitches, and crooked Ds. Could care less about what a hooker needs. Fuck, I also picked the wrong one. I am really off today. But either way, it's still pretty good. What I really wanted to put up was we could count, but we couldn't read. Learn from the George Washingtons, but never learn about the Booker Ts. So I thought that was interesting because... Um, you know, people are able to count money and they're so focused on that dollar game, but they're not reading books per se. So in that case, you're learning about George Washington or Washington's, the, the paper, but you're not learning about like proper famous, I think, black book, uh, like Booker T. And I think that's a very fascinating 
like way you're not learning the good right kind of history that empowers you to make like proper decisions and shit so your educators are pushing keys gotta watch for these haters bitches and the crooked d's could care less about a hooker need she let me use her house from time to time so i could just cook and leave and then he's pointing out how he's kind of cold and callous with that because at the end of the day there's so many people out there that aren't necessarily credible or honest they're kind of forced to be in that situation where you almost have to use people yourself is how i pictured it or if you are going to be like that he's going to use you um end of the day i thought it was really cool um my favorite fucking line on the album might be watch all signs you knew he was a thief when he stole your lighter that's how it ends the song and if i really think back over my life a lighter thief tends to not always be the most credible person for their word i now make the effort to give back lighters but once upon a time i used to steal lighters and you know what my behavior reflected in the granular it's a really great thing i will be watching for so just something everybody can learn watch for lighter thieves boom 38 special teaching fucking wisdom across the board no bullshit look i really like this song even if i got a little fun i'm a little tired i have a vacation coming up soon my brain's drained but in general i get to see four uh 4.5 I feel like I have somebody educating me as I'm listening to these great rhymes. So I'm getting great rhymes. I'm getting great wisdom and I'm getting dope production. As far as I'm concerned, this is fantastic fucking hip hop. Um, I'll be honest. I don't really have much to say about this song. It was kind of straightforward. He kind of breaks down a lot of like these scenarios that he goes through with some of his friends, some of the women he's been with. Um, it was a slower song. Um, I, I feel like I had trouble listening to it just like... I don't know I, I don't feel like i was really interested in this song itself i was interested in a, in a lot of songs of this album but this one kind of just lacked something for me so i just i don't know i wasn't too like heavily invested uh but i do like the lighter thief line i think that that that's something that really kind of hit me where it's like something so small like a lighter chris and steals lighters that. guys i no don't intentionally shit. steal lighters i just put it in my pocket and i forget i apologize it says a lot about his character but he does steal lighters it's really interesting to really see like something so small like that can really depict so much about someone's character or at least the way that the he song hasn't stolen kind of... a lighter from me in a while so but he used to um i've been making efforts guys i've been trying to do better uh but it's just it's just the way that he thinks and the way that he kind of so like simplifies certain scenarios to really prove a bigger point is what was really cool for me so yeah that just that's back to like that earlier point i was making where it's like he's taking the complex ideas that are going to be in books and understanding that not everyone's going to necessarily read the books so he's trying to simplify complex ideas f so that other people can at least get the knowledge absolutely and that's what i find really makes him admirable and makes it worth he's he's part of a gang of dudes you can trust you know that trust gang shit that's what it makes me feel trust gang that's what there are for real i'm pretty happy with the time count considering we're like fucking 40 minutes of recording in we've only talked about four of these songs so far so that's pretty cool man i'm re like really feeling it. i feel like there's so much to be like like every one of these songs could have a lyrical breakdown where every single line could be dissected and even on this song with four separate rappers that holds true that like almost every bar tells either a story or depicts a mentality shows some shit of realism and it just keeps good and good. Unfortunately, I just, knew, I just wish I knew who was who. All right, so I'm I'm gonna take guesses. I think verse one is Class Murder because he has the deeper voice, and that was the deeper voice or whatever. I just felt like the voice matched the one on the chorus. Yeah. 
So I'm, I'm assuming that. But man, I really like this one. The girl's coming at him for child support. Ex bitch said she pregnant by me. Now she's screaming child support. Man, this bitch hate me. I feel lit. She about to wild in court. I ain't paying you shit. Just being honest. Bitch, I sell dope. What wages they about to garnish? And I'm like, fuck, eh? She's this hard, cold realist. Like, so you're going to come at me? You're going to try and play that legal system? So yeah, they'll come. They'll see I make no money. You can't take shit. You can't get anything if they're not making that clean, proper money. So it doesn't matter that I have whatever money right it matters that i'm not they can't touch it but it just goes again like that also reinforces what we've been saying about the album is like that's that strategic like they they're always it seems like they're always one step ahead or at least two three steps like you know what it is it's i love the honesty it's not like they're trying to duck around or whatever he's just like yo i'm not paying you fuck that you want to play it it's fine i'm just being honest this is why and like there's no bullshit it's just to the fucking point you know that's what appeals to me in this i mean and then he goes on to describe this desperate situation where you're having trouble finding drugs and you like the plug pulls up and it's just this brown nasty ass looking fucking drugs or weed i'm assuming mm-hmm. i wasn't really sure what i'm assuming it was shit weed because it's supposed to be green i couldn't figure out a coke if it ever brown i don't know enough about coke selling um i bet you got to take it because the only thing around you know big brother caught an attempt but he still smiled they're gonna give him 18 if you blow trial just that mentality that even facing 18 years he's still trying to keep his head up and do it proper like this is such beautiful shit uh verse two i deduced it wasn't special 38 and it wasn't benny I'm going to go with Green Doubles verse 2. That's my guess. You guys can correct us in the comments. We won't take it bad. I like this verse. It was still pretty fucking proper. I didn't have anything really to really, really quote out at me, but I really enjoyed the sound of it. I love just the overall feel of it. Um, so verse 3 might be Benny. It might be 38 special. I'm not sure. I unfortunately said verse 3 was 38 special on Genius, and the guy accepted it, and I realized after I don't know. So Sorry. Um, but he's, they say 38 special in verse four. So maybe Benny is verse three. Sorry, genius person. But, um, I love these two verses. Both of them are fucking fantastic. Both of them like really just kind of, uh, follow suit. Like hand on my gun, other hand on the wheel, make a perfect right turn while I'm blamming the steel. It's just the way he said it, that the, the tone of the voice, it felt like the first two verses were like the intro and now the, now the fucking show's starting. That is honestly how I felt at this part of the song. Mm-hmm. Just from the way he's like blamming the steel, just the, the way he pronounces the words and shit was so dope. Uncle had to show me how to handle the skill because Pops never told me how to handle the pill. I came out the porch early, I was caught dirty, now I'm boss worthy, and my main broad curvy. So he got clipped, dealt with some situations, and now he's tenured and ready to fucking go and shit. It's just so, it's just so strong. Verse four, same kind of shit. Honestly, at this point, like the whole song is just fucking dope and the attitude and the everything. Um, I like when he's like told on your man who escaped from jail. 38 special was made for kill, lead the crime scene and take the shells. Loose lips sink ships, afraid to sail. Just, you know, consequences of snitching and shit using great wordplay and dope rhyming and overall flowing proper. But I realized with the slower side of rap is you really can resonate with saying powerful things in a way where the fast, trickier shit often comes off kind of vapid. Now, if you can go fast and tricky and say shit with this kind of density, I that's cool. But if you're not really saying shit with this kind of density, I'm starting to find myself wanting the dense, dopely worded shit more than I want the fast, tricky shit. So considering all four verses flowed in and really, it didn't sound like a posse cut. It just sounded like four dudes doing the same thing. Four and a half on five. Fucking great song.
I agree that it's a really great song, um, <laughs> but I feel like um, I would just like to know who's who individually, personally. Um, I think that they all kind of follow suit together in terms of what they're trying to bring to the table. They're all kind of giving us a description of what they've kind of been through certain experiences and aspects of their life. Um, I have a question. Hmm. What difference does it make who's who in terms of your actual... I just like to know. But in I terms like of your know. enjoyment of the song. Because I like to know who's saying what. Like, just me personally, I, I like to know. I, I get that. But how does that change the song? Because I like to know who's saying but what. But you know like you could have clicked on the guy's name, listened to other songs, and, like, figured it I out. Could. I could have. I could that's have. not... It's not really their fault. I'm not saying it's their fault. I'm just saying I would like to know. That's just the point I'm saying. I don't. Nobody's fault. I'm blaming anybody. Okay. I just uh, now I know you. Want, we all know you want to know. I just want to I know. Want to know. That's all I want. Uh, but a line that I like uh, in verse two was uh, when whoever said it spending spending Benji's on pennies with Benny. I like the way that he said that. That was a cool line. Um, I'm pretty sure that one's not Benny the Butcher. Well, I'm pretty sure it's not him either. I'm pretty sure that 38 Special was also mentioned somewhere there. It was special. But what uh, what line really, really hit me was the the end of the first verse, and it went, "Life, life's hard. I'm I'm doing everything I can to pay my landlord. Uh, no, I'm doing everything I can, Lord. I ain't I ain't I ain't evil. I'm just trying to pay my landlord. Uh, but like, just this the reality of like. They're just trying to survive. They're just trying to have a place to live, a, a spot to be able to just call home. And they're going through these things and they're being betrayed and they feel like they're not they're, they're, they're Nobody's loyal and stuff like it's just really intense. Uh, overall, though, I don't really have much to say about the song. Uh, really, it's really good. I think they all match up together. They all kind of did what they had to do on the track. And I landed at a 4.3. That's fair. Um, I do like how they ended it with it's our year, y'all whack, fuck bygones, being bygones, trust. I just, I love the idea that like their big, like big word is trust. Like it's such a powerful and important thing. I love that that's what they're getting, trust gang. Like that's what's important, you know? <coughs> anyway, the next one is uh, Menace to Society. All right, we hear the song about the guy who like has the down to ride girl and all the things she'll do for him. That, that's a common one. How often does the girl show up and talk about, like, playing the role? And that's what we get here. This isn't like, I'm also a boss-ass bitch, per se. This is like, I'm riding shotgun with him and playing the role, but, like, rapping like I'm fucking a boss-ass. That's ass. a newer thing. I feel like that's a newer thing nowadays. That means, like... I'm saying I've never heard this this nuance on the song. Like I've never. I mean, I'm I'm not saying it hasn't happened before, folks. Oh, but we're talking the specific context of like this the girl is like a ride or die. Because we have heard the songs where it's like she's the boss too. But like she's his, okay. What we're seeing different here is that she's like playing the girlfriend. She's not playing the equal business partner. No, what yes, but what I'm saying is we've seen, we've we've. View, review tracks that it's like we're arguing i did this and then the girl will come this, in and she'll like say her part but it's like an argument exactly fight. this, is, this like, is more like yeah. flossing in a yeah, more yeah, positive course. way like like he met the girl and it also okay it also has the context of how like he's so into this girl that it's almost like a distraction that's like maybe as he's out there risking his shit you know it might be like He's thinking about her to a point that's almost too obsessive, which is cool. Like, he's really in love with this person, you know? And you know how trust is important. 
Every that's around me a hitter or dealer. Left her with a million dollars cash. She ain't steal it. When I got my gun, she the one that can seal it. Take them panties off right now for I'll peel it. So he loves her. She trusts her. He wants to fuck her. He's just so into her. It's, it's really cool. And it's like a little bit unexpected. Six tracks in. All right. We see 38 special. He's not just down to fuck your girl. He's down to fuck his girl. Mm-hmm. And then he had a feel to be in love with a menace. And keep in mind, the intro and outro, the clip from the hospital scene of Menace to Society. Great movie. Um, anyway, and then he questions, like, how does it feel to be in uh, love with a menace? And then, holy shit, we get a response from Shin Wow. Which is a cool name. Uh, uh, fell in love with a menace. I ain't never fooled a run. If they come, I'll hold this gun. On the, and for the judge, I'll hold my tongue. I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I might not see him till it's time to go to sleep because he's out there working. Uh, at times, I often think he may not make it home to eat because his work is dangerous and shit. Because he'd be on the grind with his loading bricks. But this pussy on his mind, so he's homesick. So she fucks him so good, keeps him satisfied, so he wants to come home. Sends him nasty pictures. He fucks home. Uh, he's gonna if he wants to get her to come home quicker. But at the same time, she's like flat out. If he uh, comes home with more money, I'll fuck him better. So it's like it's really just such an honest approach to this dynamic of this kind of a relationship that's going on. You know, there's a lot of risk, but there's a lot of reward. But like it just feels so like she's down for this life. You know, I and like... I think that's what we don't often get is this is a perspective of a girl who's very down to be in this role to but play this just, who's happy to be there that's it it's that there's the she's choosing to be there out of happiness it's not like because uh, because sometimes i feel like there's like the girls that are like well they're just down because like they're in some like lustful yeah. whatever right but she's but she's there she's like, the one boss. that gets him to change as yeah, exactly. he's exactly. to the point where when he's fucking other girls or whatever she knows that it doesn't mean anything he's gonna come back like and that he gets her to like change behaviors and behave almost because she's that much better and she just understands the kind of but person that level of understanding also like the fact that like okay so he's out here you know sleeping with other women and stuff and she knows this like that's also that also plays a big role in their relationship in terms of like that trust that understanding that like look i know what your life is you know what my life is but like when i say come home you come home you know like we, we have this understanding and is don't they have a kid isn't there like a kid involved somewhere i don't know I don't remember. Have we not, have we not gone, oh, we may not have gone to that yet. Either way, I think this song is the best song on this album, hands down, but mostly because it blew my mind. Like I said, uh, I guess as a reviewer, this might be where my personal bias kicks in. You, you hear a lot, right? I mean, I personally have now reviewed over 300 albums. Um, safely, I can say that. So to hear, like, in 300 albums, to be able to go... I've never heard that before. That's a fucking exciting feeling to me. And I'm, again, doesn't mean it hasn't been done. Doesn't mean it's the first time. It's the first time I heard it. And I think he kills it. I think he kills this track with the same level of excellence. But it's also distinctly different than everything else. It's a five on five to me. It's my. It's. It might be my favorite song on this project. I gave the song a four point three. I really. I really like the. The, the tone that it sets off i really like getting both sides of these very independent boss like people i really like the 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 way that the, the the instrumental carries the song uh but it's just not my type of song it's more love romantic in this like gangster feelish boss like way yeah that's fair all right why don't we talk about how when i tweeted 38 special and he didn't respond to me i felt like i was by myself on the internet all right we're done I think it's really cool that he produced this like one on his own. 
and I, I don't know i guess that's always kind of impressive i don't know how to make beats so it's pretty cool that he could just write it and basically make the fucking track i don't even props for that on the other hand it might be my least favorite beat on the album so while i'm really impressed that he did it and it does sound good it just i just something about it didn't sit 100 percent fun with me whatever um the chorus is cool you just kind of get the picture of him sitting alone in a room broken up drunk wilding out writing this song feeling all kind of fucked up i don't i don't think just broken up i think or like broken. she left him but i don't think it's about her no, no i'm saying that's the that's what i'm picturing is okay. this has just happened and now yep. he's sitting there broken yep he's like but simultaneously while he's emotionally broken his money and success is happening and if you lose it all now he won't cry for help it's just such an, a weird like if everything disappears it's like you know what even to that end he's not going to cry out for help that to me is an interesting line like it just says a lot about the type of person he is or where he's at in life hmm. um then you get this whole verse which is just as good um i really like when he's like non-straight people <laughs> broke hoes that act expensive i don't have time because grinding how i'd rather spend it i manage business but suffer from a lack of friendships fuck 90 percent of them another word that like, there were a lot of words in there that i don't know if i can say on this podcast and get away Welcome with to 2019 <laughs> i mean he can say them because whatever i don't know that i can uh yeah, the F word, the R word. Okay, look. So there's certain things. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna take it from here. No, no, no. <laughs> I had a point to make there. I just, I just wanted to make that tangent. Um, cause it's like he's pointing out that, and I relate to a lot of what he was just saying there. Cause honestly, I don't have friends. I don't have fucking time for people. And I say that shit, and people look at me like I'm a fucking asshole. But like, I go to work full time, do these podcasts, trying to record an album, trying to have a fucking life and build up something, and I'm focusing on getting to that next plane. And you try to deal with people, and all people seem to want to do is waste time. And then if you don't want to waste time the way that they want to waste time, you're somehow an asshole and shit. And so. Most of my friendships are really business arrangements. So I manage that shit. And if we can find a way to conducively grow, we can be friends. So really friends? I don't know. I probably sucker for, uh, suffer from a real lack of friendship in my life. Like, I don't have people I just want to go chill with. I have people I want to grind with. It's not the same thing. I don't have time to waste because I'm grinding. But I mean... And for me, that's just when I hear shit like that, it's like... I feel less alone in life. I don't know if I'm supposed to be relating to the street rap, but I'm totally relating to the street rap lately a hell of a lot more than I'm relating to a lot of other things. Like, I relate a lot more to this than listening to Eminem whine about his legacy fucking fading because I'm trying take, to... Let's take... Okay, so let's take Trust Gang, for example, right? So we've got three artists... Four. Four artists on a, on a song who kind of seem like they're all doing the same shit now they're not like identically all doing the same thing but they all brought up a woman in their life at one point they all brought up about moving drugs and they all brought up about like being these type of people so i would say there is a business aspect to their relationship yeah they're all rappers right well they're rappers they all kind of run business together and stuff like that but i think that at a certain point that is your that is what is considered your friendship. Like these people, like, but like these people are trust they, you. Are they? Is it business first? Because if it's business first, then that's but not then, real friends. It's but here's where. But here's where I'm gonna go. When you're doing something you love, is it really work then? And yes. I know it's really cliche. What the, what the fuck? If you don't think what you're doing is work, you are not grinding. Okay. If it's fun, yeah, it could be. But if it's fun, you're probably not grinding. Because if you don't wake up and go. 
I want to do anything else but sit down and fucking do that thing. Let's talk about recording a song for a quick second here. Right. You try to get that verse. Maybe maybe you're amazing and you can one take that shit. I'm not. I have to put effort into recording a verse. So I can tell you that 90 minutes of repeating the same 48 seconds and fucking up over and over again is not fun. Right. It's work. But here's but here's where I'm going to throw at you now is me and you were on a track and we have this let's say 10 minute 15 minute break. Right? And we're there doing whatever it is and we're laughing. Chris, you stare at your phone and look at memes and you find me boring. I mean, just being real. Well, like, yes. The but, work part is dope. The the we review an album part. But that is, but even this, like, even this, this is what our friendship is. As much as it's a business, platonic, whatever you want to consider it, it's still, this but, is what. But on the other hand, if we weren't doing this, would you be here? We tried to get Chris to stay after and play Mario Party and he just dips the listen, second he can get listen, out. Listen, I have, listen. Do you see my point? No, but that is not, that is not, that is me. That's not because, because but that's not. That's maybe not, you're on the grind and you don't have time for friends. Oh no, I'm 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 dealing with my own issues. Grind that, I, that you're f- f- focused on, and you have time for work because this is work building online yes. internet so, points of yes. equity. But when it comes down to it, like, I mean, I'm not saying that we aren't friends. That's not the point I'm trying to make. No, I know. I'm I know. trying to say that if this podcast wasn't here, would I see you very frequently? Fuck no. No offense. But I'd be too focused trying to do the next thing and you'd be too focused trying to do the next thing. Fair. So when I look at my life like that, like literally my grandmother was dying and I was putting out a song instead of going to see her and then she died a month later. Like, I mean, it's not pleasant. These are learning experiences when you have to learn how to maybe make time for friends and family. But... I relate a lot more to shit like that than say Eminem's fucking legacy. I'm really mad. I'm just, I was so mad at So salty. You know what it was? It's, it's that people were like, oh, everyone hated revival. Look at you jumping on the bandwagon. By everyone, there were literally three people who said some shit like that. So maybe I'm exaggerating, but it made me salty. Just because the fact that I'm certain more people thought that and then didn't post the comment and I liked revival. So come on, don't group, don't group me with other fucking people for having an opinion. But this is my opinion on this song is that it's dope lyrics, but that beat did not hit me as proper. And I feel like the song ends just a little bit abruptly with that one verse flow. Like you're just getting into the vibe and it just ends. I actually like that. I give it a 4.2. It might be the lowest grade I gave on this project, which is still pretty fucking high, all things considered. But wisdom's there. Dope things to think about is there, but I might be more inclined to skip this one song. Uh, I I took the song uh, when he was using the by myself. I like the different emphases he's using. Uh, you know, I drank this bottle by myself entirely. It's like he sounds kind of broken hearted, broken up, broken. Uh, I'm going to count this money by myself. I kind of feel, and this is on the chorus. I kind of feel like there's a certain type of pride he kind of says that with. Like he worked for it. He made all the efforts. Um, so I like the way he uses the by myself in, in that, that, that uh, interpolation. Now... <clears throat> In terms of the verse, I I, I I like what he did. I like how he kind of explains, like, you know, I don't really have that many friends because of this. I don't really, you know, associate because of that. And it's, it's kind of just like real raw uh, experiences that when you decide to start making choices for your life that are bettering you and you feel you're bettering yourself, it's, it's growing up. It's 
maturing. It's 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 doing your own path. And I think that what he's trying to say in this song is like, you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta do it yourself. I'm not saying that like you don't need help. That people don't need help or whatnot. No, if if you can get help and somebody's willing to genuinely help you, whatnot, take it. You know, like experience, adventure, all that fun stuff. But I think the core the core message of this song is like, I did this on my own. And that is what I know. And I believe that everybody should be working for themselves and doing for themselves what it is they want to do. Again, I'm going to say it for themselves. Um, I left this song with a four. It's it's an okay song. I like the message more than I really actually do the song. It, the, the, I find the beats a little bit lacking a little bit. It wasn't too, too impressive. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, well, listen, just you. I kind of said the same thing. So let's have some dark nights because the comments are coming. This beat was also produced by 38 Spesh, and I have the complete amazing things to say about it. There's that high dingly sound that is yep. so enthralling and hooks you in, the deep basses that almost feel syncopated in its rhythm, the classic sounding, nice drum loop, like fucking proper drum machine shit. All I'm saying is this beat hit me in a way that the last beat did not. But it's very nice to see that 38 Spesh has such a versatile way of approaching things because the truth about versatility is it means that likely not every song is going to be perceived the same by everybody. So it means some are going to be not as high graded. That's all I'm saying, even if the quality is equal. Still, I like this fucking run. I think it follows on through. I like how it just starts with, we don't follow rap trends. Got locked up, came home, bought my bitch with the black bands. Had to bring cash in, moving fast thing. Casino had me down to my last 10. And it just get like the sense that like, he's not really into the trends. It's not, he's into this life, which involves some shit. Like he got locked up, which I believe happened early on in his career. He came out, you know, and he's going on and like, just almost gambling with life it feels like as he's going and creating his little empire and i don't know i feel like as far as lyrics go it is consistent with the rest of this album um i don't know that i have a lot more to say it is just a really long verse but it's really well done it's the right like i feel like it's the right length um i really appreciated when he said see i motivate black folks to eat natural stay away from meat and lactose if it's heat we apply toast but let's go back to stay away from meat and lactose if you're in canada you know that our new food guides came out with basically saying no lactose and no meat because believe it or not the meat industry and the dairy industry have basically bought off the government to lie to us for ever and so like just look at breakfast cereal you know who benefits from breakfast cereal being sold to kids basically feeding your kids poisonous sugary shit like you think i got fat because my parents were feeding me healthy shit no they got me all sorts of bad habits so now i'm like learning about the right shit and you got that sugar breakfast cereal. you know who benefits the dairy fucking industry who sells more milk for fucking breakfast cereal so everybody's down to feed the government lots of money to lie through fake science and so he's right you shouldn't eat that shit i will begrudgingly and slowly over time learn to cut it out of my life begrudgingly i fucking hate the idea of it but it's true about how not necessary dairy and meat are all things considered when you say meat like yeah all of it all of it's unnecessary you don't need it i'm not saying you can't enjoy it i'm saying you don't need it i'm saying it's superfluous money spending and bad for your health 
form of protein intake when there are smarter ways to do it. If we're talking from a science health perspective, if we're talking from a hedonistic enjoyment perspective, yo, I'm not ready to give up meat yet. But if we're talking about from a health perspective, I guarantee you all the people who are eating mad healthy and proper probably feel better in the morning. That's all I'm trying to say. They probably have more energy and shit. I'm just like if your body's a temple and you're supposed to take care of it, you know, these are the things going through my mind as my 30s have kicked in. And sometimes I'm waking up with aches and pains and realizing I might die or some shit. Anyway, I thought that was super cool. Another great line in this song is, you got a politic with powerful minds, set the fairest price, trust. And that's where you guys got to work together to essentially control a market intelligently to not have disruptions. Proper business people, even in the gang environment, if I understand, is about peace and money, not war and ego. So if you can politic with the right people to mutually build success, everybody fucking wins. Anyway, I gave this song a 4.5 on 5. You can eat meat. I wasn't trying to judge y'all. I was telling you what my decision-making process has been like for the record. And that the dairy industry has in fact lied and that unfortunately dairy is probably an evil thing in life. Like Nestle. Go on, Chris. I found the song to be uh, kind of like a stream of consciousness uh, in terms of being like a dark night. It felt like he was just kind of having a bad day and he kind of just went into the booth and just kind of released a lot of emotions and just uh expressed how he felt about certain things which i really which i really think was a a cool song um it it followed suit with the rest of the album the bars were there the lyrics were there the flow was there uh, the beat uh, was pretty cool. I like this. I actually do like this beat a lot more than the last one as well. So it had a different type of bounciness to a different type of vibe. Um, now, what I did like was when he went hard to fall back when all of your plugs got strong accents. Act like you don't have sense. And I'm going to pack this Mac 10 and turn you into a has-been. I like the way he said that. That was really cool. But I I mean, I feel like it also, it also shows like it is hard to kind of leave a life that you know so so well and it's easy to slip back into old habits and into old sins and into old this it's just it kind of just seems easier that way uh so that was something really cool uh, i also like when he went i came up from a pair of dice now i find myself preparing flights going anywhere i like i'm a thousand degrees fahrenheit like it was it was cool wordplay it was cool to see like you know he kind of grew up from something not so much having much and then to something where he's gonna live in lavish so it was it was a really really pretty cool song uh i still left it with a four though before we move on that is 537.778 degrees celsius for all the other people in the world who don't come from the states who use the proper fucking celsius system of temperature thank you little bit of pettiness against usa there i don't get why all on fahrenheit it's fucking confusing when you see temperatures and i have to run a conversion to know what fucking temperature means anyway not related let's talk about what more because what more will we be talking about but the song called what more how do you feel that blizzard and activision are in such trouble that people are like suing them and that world of warcraft may act oh shit that's not what we're talking about here um what more is a cele celebratory fucking song 
in terms of telling on this project. I'm sorry. Can you? All right, back up. You what? What Activision and what? Activision Blizzard is the yeah. same company. Yeah. And they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. The CEO that made Blizzard dope bounced. And anyway, that gaming crash we talked about in 2016 is yes. happening. Yes. And that makes us prophetic, motherfucker. I'm kidding. I, we just we talked about it in November of 20 fucking 16, and now there's an actual video game crash sort of happening. So World of Warcraft is going down. It might. And I can say that, not that it will, but it might, it won't, well, not that it'll go down, but it will never be what it was. It's it's going to move more towards bullshit marketing. And uh, just to clarify, it's not that the gaming industry is going to lose money in the way that it may have happened in the past. It's that a lot of OG players is going to go bankrupt and a lot of new guys is going to take over. Anyway. Just, isn't that just like life? Like Yeah, old. but we called it in 2016. Yeah, we did. Anyway, this track is dope because it's celebratory, in my opinion. Um, you get, like, a sense of him just kind of, like, appreciating where he's at in life is, I think, the big tone switch. I mean, I might be wrong about that. But just from the beat, from, like, everything that he's kind of pointing out, uh, you know, what more can I add? live wealthy, kids healthy, what more can I ask for? You know, like that's, a, that's he has like a goal in his mind as I think the big takeaway I put from it. It's not just like he's working. He's working towards something specific. A lot of people just want to get wealth for the sake of wealth. But it almost feels like he wants to be able to live comfortably and he has it like an end point, a, a reason to get out at a certain point. I took it more as like his kids are that reason, like full flat. Yeah. He's kind of just saying like, look at this point. My life was a one. My life was one way at one point, but now that I have my kids, it's like, as long as they straight, that's all that matters. And I think that's at least what I took from it. Like I took that. I didn't. I didn't really see. Like I mean, I, I guess I over, over kind of glanced the uh, the bigger picture of the goal chasing. Because I mean, I, I figure he has one, right? Like he's an artist. He's prescribing. He's ambitious. So I already implemented. Well, he has I took a goal. it more like he's from the hood, from a darker path of life. Right. And he wants to make sure his kids is eating healthy. But that's what I'm saying. Like, his kids, like, like I feel like for me, the song is like, his kids are what he's doing it for now. Like, he's completely just went, but my kids you, are my main but priority. Do you, but do you see what I mean about that appreciation tone, yes. like, from the beat and everything? Yes, I do. I, do. I don't know. I really I'm, find that the, cel the, the celebratory, energetic feel to this is really uh refreshing in a sense after kind of and i'm not saying that the album's dark like this isn't a dark I'm album i'm not even saying very, that this song isn't dark right but it is a lot of heavy kind of very message raw raw message that that he's giving us throughout the album so to have this type of beat and this type of feel yeah, but even it, in this song it's still yeah, kind of got the same tone lyrically it's just the beat and everything makes it feel different like, um, I don't know, uh, there's the line about freedom, if I'm not mistaken here. I might be wrong. I uh, Sorry about that. Uh, when I split the pie, I make sure it's done equally. Snitching more recently, but me, I would never speak to the people. I swore secrecy, but I found myself keeping beef secret compartment in the V. That's controlled by the heated seat, and I'm quiet when I see the police. You know, he's in an environment where people might be snitching, where the, the game might be changing, but he is living real. He is doing his end of it. I mean, I feel like it contextually paints out his life. You know, he had his kids, and now he's kind of found his path. To, well, we kind of went over all of that. Um, I really dug the track. I gave it a 4.5 again. I'm really thinking it's as consistent on this project, and it was something great to listen to. The chorus is nice, you know? And, uh, yeah, just left me kind of feeling in a pretty nice place, all things considered. For me, the track landed at a 4 again. All right, why don't we move on to Venting 2.
I mean, we're ending on the album here where it feels like he's back to just, like, pouring out his heart and soul, letting you know just different shit that's kind of bothered him, whether it's, um... Well, the first verse is about his boy, and the second verse is about a girl. There are two different specific verses on how his boy kind of backstabs him and kind of went to jail and then all this shit, and he kind of can't trust him no more. And then the the uh, the second verse is about a relationship that kind of went wrong, uh, and the girl kind of was supposed. To, I don't know if it's like his girlfriend or his wife or his baby mama, but he does mention like you were supposed to, you were supposed to be like my sister. So I feel like this is like a really close friend to him, and it's supposed to represent it, like how money changes and people. Then at the end shit. of that verse, he just kind of pivots to and to my ex girl, I don't regret you leaving. Unless that's the same girl, I don't know. I took it as different people. Mm-hmm. Either way. That's kind of what this song is approaching. It just feels like he's using this track as almost therapy to like air out some grievances and say some last things to some people who maybe he doesn't have in his life or he doesn't speak to anymore, but shit has just been on his mind. And again, I feel like you get the sense that he's real. He's always put other people before him. He's always been down to ride with whoever, but he gets betrayed and that, that it hurts and shit, you know? And I really think, I really enjoy like kind of listening to him just kind of air it out a little bit because you don't hear him feeling so malicious but it's more like i'm just describing what happened and i just wanted to say my end of it and i really like that tone that he's taking because you really get the sense that he's a very patient guy that like he really thinks through situations and whatnot and i really like that i like that the overall like i just like that this is how he's ending the project like he is taking the opportunity to settle some shit in his mind so that he can further get to that goal, you know, of having peace for his family and shit. So I really enjoyed this one. And then I think it just kind of ends out the album really nice. It's just as consistent as most of what we've been talking about. The beat's kind of serious. It's got more back on that pensive tone. I give it a 4.5 on 5. One of the lines that really stuck out to me on this song was when... uh he went two years past and i'm still not speaking with you like big said money and family is an evil mixture and that just really hit because to really see like i i grew up being told that like family is everything and like no matter what happens you know family will always be there but like the more i get older and the more you know after everything it's kind of like you start to realize that this is true when money starts to become a factor when bills finances and 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 life starts to really get real let's say the the aspect of family starts to change and that that's kind of why i start i took the i took that line really to heart it was just something that really stuck out um but the song itself is beautiful in terms of just like expressing his feelings towards and again i don't think this is like a family member this is somebody that he chose to be friends with i feel like these are people that these are not just like you know the whole saying you pick your friends you don't pick your family like these are people who broke his circle yeah exactly they broke his trust the missing link all that so it was really just passionate and and very kind of like sincere in a way so i left it at a four point all right, well, that's the end of our review of the 38 Strategies of Raw from Mr. 38 Spesh. For this project, I gave it a 4.505. I'm really, like, feeling the vibe of this project. It's another wise dude dropping bars, keeping it real. Like, I, 
I don't know. I feel like if this is what's coming in hip hop, this more lyrically driven, these dope bars, like I'm I'm really happy with what I'm seeing popping out as far as new albums go. And I hope that they can take over where guys like say Migos may have once had their spot by like really bringing a legitimacy back to it, which hopefully happens. But eh, people tend to not gravitate towards real shit these days. So we'll see. I really like it. I think if you're into that street shit, you're going to dig it. If you're into that wise shit, you're going to dig it. If you like lyrical shit, you should dig it. I mean, no, it's not trickety-trick rap, but that's fine. It's that slower, message-driven, hard-hitting. Every song is consistent. Every song brings it. The bars are not wasted. Um, If you're looking for a lot of stylistic variety and that's what gets you going, you're probably not going to feel this as much, but that's fine. That's your preference. I found myself really just drawn to listening to him share his wisdom and really take that opportunity to use this platform to take some complex ideas and like share it with the youth and to share it with people who can actually benefit from it instead of hoarding the knowledge for himself. I feel like he's a selfless dude and I'm going to say it one more time. I love to chat with 38 Spish. He sounds like a really smart dude. Benny the Butcher too. He also sounds like a smart dude. Pretty sure all the guys they fuck around with in that squad are like smart dudes. Anyway, that's my thoughts. I enjoy the album. I think that for some for for a first introduction to 38 special, this was good. Um I like his I like his wisdom. I like his strategic movements that you kind of get from the songs. I like how he displays his boss mentality on it. Um I I actually was telling myself that I want to go back to this album and and really sit down again to it and kind of really sink myself into it because there is something about the way that he presents his lyrics that really is like hard hitting and that's and i I kind of aspire to want to get to that level as well in terms of being an artist myself so uh the album landed at a 4.11 for me uh i think it's really good i don't know if i think i'd say like it's a classic yet or whatnot like that but it's it's good that's fair um thank y'all for watching we very much appreciate you joining us on this saturday or whenever day you watch this on um we just gave our thoughts and opinions and we're more interested in hearing what you think especially those of you that are like hardcore fans or people who know him or people who are just been around for a while anything you want to share would love to hear it anecdotes corrections interpretations even just what your favorite songs are all that shit's super interesting to me um special thanks to the patrons again at linda williams super old school 1994 chris prado and ismail Gadamsi. they helped support us they helped us get a new little camera for the show they um they get to participate in a request pool where they get to tell us once a month what album to do so you can check that out if you want to help us get to that next level and i'm telling you we really need that help it would it would it would be nice um if not feel free to hit that subscribe button hit that like button uh leave that comment we'll talk there we're small enough to still pull that off i also dropped the project on spotify and itunes and all that shit recently the link to that's in the description of the video so thank y'all for watching we'll be back again with more reviews soon peace